This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. I'm Molly. And I'm Matthew. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have any. And today we're talking about Oklahoma City. <laughs> we are um, taping this episode lie no not live well we <laughs> we're taping this episode when we're taping it um in oklahoma city oklahoma my hometown we are sitting in in the airbnb uh this airbnb has as two bedrooms and so matthew and i are are sharing one and producer abby's in the other and uh, matthew and i are sitting on our bed right now yes this we've we've done this before we we did we Taped live in bed in Tokyo also. Yeah, yeah, but we but that was your bedroom. Now it's our bedroom. That's so true. all the listeners who's, who've always wondered if we're married, we're still not married. But oh, now thought, we're sharing a bed. I thought you were gonna there was gonna be a surprise announcement that we were. <laughs> no. Um anyway, hey, so Matthew, we did it. We're here. Yes. Why did we do it? Well, so so producer Abby has been with the show now, I think for five years almost. Mm-hmm. And a couple of years into it, I think we we sort of into half, her tenure, her half, reign. In, into her tenure, we sort of half jokingly decided that we should, you know, as a team, because I feel like you and I uh, are not much of a team. We're not much of a team. <laughs> we're, you know, we're to, constantly at each other's throats. Where we we're stab each other in the back. We decided that we should go on a retreat. And so our first retreat, uh, our first corporate retreat. Right. We, we had many non-corporate retreats before that. <laughs> we found an Airbnb that was a one room uh, like guest house in someone's backyard on Bainbridge Island. Right. Which we chose because we, we were like, producer Abby, find us some Airbnbs to choose from. And producer Abby sent us a list and we picked the one that was basically just one. basically a closet with a hot tub. And then as Abby has pointed out to us, we spent all of 20 minutes in the hot tub and the rest of the time we were all three of us together in this one room. We all slept in the one room. Yeah, uh, there was a was sink a in the one time. room. It was a simpler time. It was beautiful, though. Um, also, while we were in the hot tub, a skunk sprayed nearby. Then we went on a, a one night retreat to Vancouver. We, we stayed in a place and, and we did things. And so this year we thought, Excuse this me. year we thought, you know, um, 
let's really do this. Like, let's let's really go somewhere together. Yes. And Matthew suggested Oklahoma City, which is my hometown. I don't I don't think you need to explain to people why it's obvious that Oklahoma City is the number one <laughs> retreat destination. At first, I kind of didn't. I, I was in disbelief. And then the more I thought about it, the more I thought, yes, that could be so great. I think you did agree to it in like 45 seconds. Uh, well, I think I agreed immediately because it seemed funny and I yeah. was yes anding you. Okay, that's true. But then <laughs> then I, I, I had some doubts and then I came back around. And here we are. It's been like three months, I think, since we booked it. The whole time we've we, we've all been daydreaming of what, what it would be like here. I know. Yeah, I know I have. I've been night, dreaming, night dreaming about it. <laughs> And, uh, anyway, so here we are. Yes, and I love it here. Matthew loves it. Matthew wants to move here. So, I mean, there are lots of things about it that I don't like, but they're all they're all exactly the things that I expected not to like, so they kind of don't even register. Well, and some of them aren't aren't even present right now. Like you mm-hmm. don't like the idea of the hot summers here. Don't like that you, idea you at all. You don't like the idea of the um the tornado season. Nope, don't like it. Um, right Abby, now, producer Abby, however, loves the idea of the tornado season because she loves the movie Twister. And and I should say that this is my first time being back in Oklahoma City in the like three and a half years since my mother moved from here to Seattle. And so I, I have a cousin who still lives here. But otherwise, I, I don't well, I don't have any parents here. I don't have, you know, my, my immediate like nuclear family. Sure. And this is my first time being here without that. And I feel not only because I'm not staying in my my house, but but also just in general, I feel this sense of like. Like getting to see it anew, Matthew. Oh, I can tell. Molly is, I've I've almost never seen Molly more animated. I have been like really happy to be here. Right. So here's what it's, what it's like is Molly took us, she's taken us to a bunch of neighborhoods that were like, you know, she used to live or her friends used to live and has been taking us around and pointing like, you know, there's like Francis Cromwell's house and there's like Shaggy Dubois' house. And like, you can tell that she understands that there's no possible way we could actually find this interesting. And yet, like the, the enthusiasm is, to you is also genuine. Well, and I absolutely love that you're like willing to come along and do this with me. So even, you know, during the times when like when Brandon would come with me to Oklahoma or previous boyfriends or whatever, I just never, I think somehow the fact that my parents were still here, or at least my mother was still here, I felt somehow tied to this place. And, and it it kept me from seeing it like in sort of an unbiased light. I think I both, I felt both that I couldn't openly criticize it the way that we can all criticize our hometowns. Sure. I felt that I couldn't openly do that because this was still my mother's home. Would you say for and a yet, small woman, she casts a long and shadow? Yet I also felt that I couldn't really like it because I always felt like I had to apologize for it. And I know that's like really snobby, but I think when you're from a place that like nobody comes to visit ever, it's a very strange thing to then like introduce people to it. If those people are not you and Abby. Wait, (laughs) 
Oh, so so we're the we're the you best people. You guys are the to, ideal right. people to bring to my hometown. So I feel like your open-hearted enthusiasm for like coming here has allowed me to to this is this is Molly's therapy hour. Well, I think, I feel that I have have developed like this new appreciation for where I came from. I think open-hearted this enthusiasm is, is a is a real Oklahoman trait. It seems like it's true. Like, Matthew, someone keeps called getting me called sweetheart. sweetheart. Yeah. One by one person, but several times by the same person. Yeah. Um, anyway, so Matthew, what have, what have we learned? <laughs> oh, I've learned a lot about myself and I'm, I'm not being facetious. Like I've really like confirmed for myself that I love vacationing somewhere boring. And okay. like, so, so I, do I have like free license to criticize Oklahoma City? Because I'm also going to say lots and lots of things that I like about it. I feel like it, it is unrealistic to visit any city and not have some criticisms about it. So, okay. so go on. So- here, here are the advantages of visiting somewhere boring and like, or with a boring reputation. Okay. First of all, it makes people laugh when you say you're going there and they say why. And I love yes. that. Yes. Brandon has never gotten over the fact that we scheduled this trip. He laughed in my face mm -hmm. when I told him. However, some other people close to me, like Ash, totally understood why. Take that, sure. Brandon. So my own expectations are low, so it's easy to meet or exceed them. Mm -hmm. And like when you go to, when you vacation somewhere where there's lots of stuff you have to do, then you have to fucking do that stuff. I don't want to do stuff on my vacation. I want to not do stuff. And we've been doing, we've been not doing a lot of stuff. Although we have covered so much ground in this city. We well, we've covered so much ground, over. but it's all like tour of Shaggy Dubois' neighborhood. <laughs> Who is Shaggy Dubois? Why do you keep saying, <laughs> saying their name? I don't know. You've said, you've said 185 names in the last couple of days. And I think that's, I think if you search your heart, you'll know that that's one of them. Let's talk about some of the places that we've gone to. Okay. So we have gone down. So we hashtagged this story, Memory Lane, literally. Mm-hmm. On Instagram, we have gone to to all my memory lanes. Really, yes. you may have heard us mention. This a sounds place. like a new bowling alley. Memory lanes. Memory <laughs> <laughs> there must be one somewhere. Oh right? wow! We're yes, yeah, so where each lane has a different theme. Yes. And it's it's like something from your life. Yeah. So so the neighborhood that I <laughs> it's like if you're if you're a rich eccentric and you build your own bowling alley, which I would. If you were a rich eccentric, were well, rich you are eccentric, eccentric, but you're you're not rich. I'm halfway there, right? Oh, great. Okay, great. So <laughs> whoa, we're halfway there. So Oklahoma City is such a strange town. This town is like well, this state is like not the South. It's it's not the Midwest, but it's both of them. Mm -hmm. And this town has grown tremendously in the. 21 years that I haven't lived here. It's like a different place. But furthermore, it's like, um, it's, it's this weird place that I, I think sort of the way that, uh, that I think Seattle and Portland have this rivalry. Uh, yes. Surely I'm not the first person to observe. Okay. This. Wait, so let me see hold if on, I can guess on, what Oklahoma on. city's rival is. Uh, go for it. I'm going to say Tulsa. No, okay. Dallas. Oklahoma City, I think, desperately wants to be Dallas. Oh, I, I think it's not. It's not. No, it's not. I haven't not. been to Dallas. It's I don't not, know. It's not, but, but um, they share a lot of traits in terms of like culture and, and uh, aspects of the city, weather, et cetera. But anyway, growing up, you know, Oklahoma City is this, is this weird place that has like vast open spaces of nothingness. Including like right in town. Right like in town. You... You will and, like walk past like a, a 
block full of hip shops and then on the next block a tumbleweed will roll by an actual tumbleweed and and then there are like these pockets of tremendous wealth most of which has come from like oil and natural gas okay we need to get to and that they're quick. crazy 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 mansions that don't even know their mansions because they're so ordinary here right so it's very strange. Yeah. So can we talk about Nichols Hills? Let's, let's talk let's, about Nichols Let's jump Hills. to Nichols Hills. So I grew up in this part of town called The Village, which is just like a, a, nor- a, nice, a nice normal part of town. It's in northwest Oklahoma City. Okay. The Village borders this like crazy nice area called Nichols Hills. And when I was 14, my parents bought like my mother's dream house in Nichols Hills and we moved there. And Nichols Hills is insane. It's so crazy because you've mentioned Nichols Hills many times and like I joke about the name Nichols like the streets are paved with Nichols but every time like I've always what I've always pictured was like you know a wealthy neighborhood of Portland Oregon which is basically just sort of like arbitrary real estate designation like you know the houses are a little bigger and the lawns are a little more manicured and wait really I mean Seattle has these very wealthy neighborhoods with like large lots and and sprawling houses but nothing like Nichols Hills right so Nichols Hills Nichols is like ostentatious to the max everything there is an estate and these houses are 12,000 square feet, 13,000 square feet. Do I hear 14,000? I am auctioning off houses in Nichols Hills. Um, and, they're and- really nice. Like the other thing is I was assuming that they would be like the worst kind of like overgrown steroidal McMansion. But they're actually as far as McMansions go, really tasteful. And it's interesting visiting it now. Like I, I grew up as a kid, like learning to ride my bike around these mm-hmm. neighborhoods. The, the street we lived on in the village was like one or two blocks off of Nichols Hills. And the, the streets are really quiet in Nichols Hills. And you're not allowed to um, park cars on the street there overnight in Nichols Hills. Of course not. And so like they're just the, there isn't a lot on the street. The streets are wide and they are flat. And so I rode my bike all over there as a kid. So, you know, my my dad was a doctor and obviously he had the money to purchase a home in this neighborhood. But oh my gosh, our house, which was huge by Seattle standards. Yeah, you you had a Nichols Hills Hills shack. We had a shack in Nichols Hills compared to the rest of these. Yeah. And all of that, I I feel a need to just over and over say that I know that a shack in Nichols Hills is still a really nice place. Oh yeah. Um, No, like I have very mixed feelings about Nichols Hills because on the one hand, like it was so much more impressive than I expected. Well, and it's so fun to drive around it and be like, are you kidding? Like, should we? You thought you needed six chimneys? Should we like claim it and redistribute all the wealth? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. And that's what is next on our agenda after we finish taping this episode. Yes. Producer Abby, have you like rounded up a uh, a some troops like what what do we need to like retake Nichols Hills like a cadre or like a comrades we need comrades well we need some 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 boomers we need and some, some sooners. We need some bo- yes, we need a land run. Okay, we're going to talk about this land run thing also, right? Matthew, how long is this episode going to be? We've got to well, move it along. Okay, but, but it's the land run is directly related to one of the things that we have to talk about. Uh, so anyway, so we did a walking tour of Nichols Hills. We went and saw my childhood, childhood home, and mm-hmm. then my teenage we home. Saw we, we saw Jennifer's house. We saw Jennifer's house. Um, yeah, we saw the Fretwell's house. The Fretwell's house. Yes, we went to the Fretwell's house. You could you could smell the soup. <laughs> 
<laughs> anyway, then we drove through Cassidy Square, which is, you know, that they've made it pretty upscale now. They've put out like these black awnings. Oklahoma City's really into awnings. Did you notice that? A lot of awnings on houses. I got to tell you, I did not notice the awnings. You didn't? Anyway, Cassidy Square. Well, here's, here's what I think. I think like for there to be like an, an, enough awnings for me to notice, wow, there's a lot of awnings. Like there got to be so many, like, <laughs> like 18 awnings stacked on top of each other. Exactly. Yeah. Um, we, I, I wanted to drive you guys through like the, the super snooty prep school that I went to for mm-hmm. high school. Don't Ca- get me started. Cassidy school. Uh, anyway, they've now added this like gated entry with like a like security entry and like a, you know, a little, um, like an arm that has to lift up to let you back out. Yeah. So I'm not even welcome. It probably had now. those like tire puncturing things. Then can we talk about Mediterranean Imports? Yes, please. So Mediterranean Imports, it's a shop and a cafe. I was super excited to take Matthew and Abby because the man who owns it, um, I believe his name is pronounced Atif. He's always there. And he and my dad were kind of buddy-buddy, you know, in in the way that one gets buddy-buddy with one's like uh, purveyor of of good feta cheese. Yeah, I'm friends with all my purveyors. I went in there and he he immediately recognized me, which yeah. like almost brought tears to my eyes. He was so excited to meet you guys. Oh, yes. And we shot the breeze about my dad and my mom. And, and then we ate delicious, delicious food. I had the vegetarian platter. It's my favorite. I think that, I don't know, there's something very different about being here i'm still trying to work this out like being Mm -hmm. here with you guys as opposed to being here with my mom like i would go to the mediterranean you know mediterranean deli all the time with with my mom but somehow like it always felt sad or like my dumb hometown like i I was a bad person and now i'm a a better person and i've seen the light you can can tell when someone is a good person because they're always talking about (laughs) how they're a good person person. no but (laughs) i felt so different i felt such like unabashed joy to be there sure and like what a what a what a good hometown i had yeah. Look. I mean, I, I kind of fled for my life because I felt like there wasn't there wasn't space for for me here. Like well, also I felt too weird you fled to from be that here. Mob that was that was coming to burn down Nichols <laughs> with, Hills with and redistribute the wealth. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so Crescent Market, which we've talked about on the show, which was yeah. a market that had a suit of armor and a carp and carpeting, it's is now no a longer Trader Joe's. No longer, it's now a Trader Joe's. Has there ever been like a like a a, a, a sadder sign of globalization than Crescent yes, Market. There's became. been there's been Saturn. <laughs> yeah, I think I think you're right. <laughs> um so last night Mm-hmm. We got on the Northwest Expressway. Is that right? You just say Northwest Expressway. You don't need the, the article. We got on Northwest Expressway. There you go. And we headed out of town in the northwesterly direction. And we were heading toward a town called Okarchi, which is famous for fried chicken. At, at a bar called Aishan's, right. which prides itself on being the oldest bar in Oklahoma, founded in 1896. On the way, yeah. there was Before some, Oklahoma was a state. On the way, we were listening to this episode of a 99% Invisible podcast about the founding of Oklahoma. Oklahoma City, which we'll link to in the show notes. And it talked a lot about the Oklahoma land rush, about how like at a particular time, you, on a particular had day. Had you never heard of it before? Vaguely. Really? I, 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 I'd heard the term. Producer I didn't know Abby, what it was. Producer Abby knew all about it. Right. She's, but she's superior to both of us. So so the idea is like at a particular time, like, uh, you know, white settlers were allowed to like rush in and tr- and just claim whatever they could in Oklahoma. Yeah, and, from and, Indian territory. And that's how Oklahoma City, as we now know it, came to be. Then we get to Aishan's Bar, which was a very large restaurant in Okarchi, Oklahoma. 
we go in and it's and it's packed with everyone eating fried chicken and we're like okay can we like get on the list like where do we line up for seating they're like no the system is just you like walk around the restaurant hovering over tables that look like they might be leaving this is exactly what they said it is the land rush system of restaurant pure anarchy it was it made me so anxious i was like yeah matthew was really stressed out i was having the time of my life they were playing like summer of 69 and i was so happy the music was good this is my personal hell like i i i'm gonna have a nightmare where like i'm in that restaurant and like i keep like walking around trying to find a table and people keep swooping in and taking the table and i'm getting hungrier and hungrier and i'm never gonna get to sit down and eat a chicken gosh no i was really happy well because we weren't even that hungry what were you stressed out about just in principle and we we got frito pie that was really good too The, the fried chicken was very tasty it was it was all very good This episode is brought to you by Poshmark. And Poshmark is a place where you can buy and sell name brand fashions online. You know, actually, I learned about Poshmark through some friends. I have some friends who have amazing style. I mean, much better than my style. (laughs) Oh, come uh, on. Don't sell yourself short. Oh, come on, Matthew. Anyway, you're making me blush. But anyway, (laughs) I saw these friends selling clothes on Poshmark. They were mentioning it online. And I was like, cool, what's this thing? Matthew, yeah, so what's this I went thing? on Poshmark. Um, so Poshmark is a place where if there's a designer or brand that you like and you want to get it at a much lower price than you would in the store, you go to Poshmark and you buy it gently used. And if you're doing a closet clean out and you want to sell, sell off some of your name brand stuff, you go to Poshmark, you list it, someone buys it, you ship it out, you make some money. Everybody's conmarrying these days. You could That's conmarry exactly and it. put your stuff on Poshmark. Indeed. It will spark joy in someone else. Like I I, you know, right now I'm wearing a J. Crew Oxford shirt and some J. Crew corduroy pants. And uh, I looked in, on Poshmark and all kinds of stuff that I have paid full price for from J. Crew, I could have gotten for less on Poshmark. And I understand that our spilled milk listeners can get $5 off their first purchase by using the invite code spilled milk five when they sign up for Poshmark. That's the Poshmark app and use code spilled milk five. This episode is brought to you by Postmates. Matthew, do you know anyone who, like, let's say if you texted them at, uh, I don't know, like 4 p.m. or 11 p.m., they'd bring you, like, ice cream or a bottle of red wine or whatever you want? Do you have any friends like that? I don't know. Would you do that for me? I don't think (laughs) so. No. Uh, It's a good thing, then, that there is Postmates. I think, you know, our listeners have probably heard of Postmates. Oh, sure. Postmates is your personal food delivery, grocery delivery, whatever you can think of delivery service. Yeah, they deliver 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, whatever kind of stuff you need, whether it's from the store or from a restaurant. If you can think it, they will deliver it. My partner, Ash, is a giant ice cream fan. And occasionally after dinner, she'll open up the freezer and like it will have been a really long day. She needs her ice cream. We won't have any ice cream. We have used Postmates so many times to get ice cream delivered at like 10 p.m. on a Thursday. That is amazing. I haven't even tried the ice cream feature yet. Welcome to the 21st century. Okay, so for a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. $100. This is like the best offer we've ever had. I think it is. Wow. Uh, to start your free deliveries, download the app right now and use the code spilled milk, all one word. That's the code spilled milk for, did we mention, $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. That was the most annoying sound I've ever made. Matthew, can we tell them about what we've been doing at night? 
here? <laughs> no, we can't talk about what we do oh, in the right. shadows. We, we, are, we already told them that we've been sharing a bed. <laughs> yeah, and like I, I've, I'm not a great sleeper anyway, but I keep worrying that I'm gonna like kick Molly in the night or like roll over. I think over last night, and, for, last night I think I touched your arm just a little bit by accident, and why? that's all. That's all that's happened so far. <laughs> I, I touched it like grazed it with my pinky but there's one more night so uh we've been watching uh well we've watched one so far but we were really into 90s erotic thrillers as you know the first night we were here we watched fatal attraction which, which i had never seen yeah I, none, none of us, of us had, had ever seen, seen it before it's a bad movie but it's also pretty good i'm still puzzling over over michael douglas as a like a, a sex object like, he, he resists sex Subjectification for me. Well, he's just like in every movie that I've seen with Michael Douglas, he's such an asshole. Yeah. That, and he totally got away with it in this. I mean, not to really spoil did. this. I, I mean, a I mean, spoiler alert for yeah, Fatal Attraction. Yeah. The bunny gets boiled. Oh. <laughs> anyway, so um, tonight we're going to watch Basic Instinct. I'm very excited. I'm excited. I have seen it before, but a long time ago. Anyway, so today we um, we got up and uh, we walked around the the neighborhood near where we are. We're staying in the, like the Paseo District or the Uptown Twenty Third District. Highly recommended. It's great. Well, it's it's highly gentrified in the time since I lived here. It's very different from how it used to be. However, there are some great businesses that I'm enjoying being a patron mm-hmm. at. Um, and you can see a list of them on Molly's website. Great businesses I'm enjoying. <laughs> on Squarespace. <laughs> anyway, um, my like high school best friend, Billy, he used to live near here in this area called Heritage Hills, which which is now like a, it's like an older Nichols Hills, actually. Yeah. It's right next to Mesta Park, though, which I think Matthew, Abby, and I have all agreed that um, we're, if we were going to move to Oklahoma City, I think we'd like to live in Mesta Park. Um, I would like to live in Paseo. Okay, I just, I think I'm just I'd go into I'm planning to just stay, continue staying in this house after you and Abby go home. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Anyway, I'm going to replace you with my family. We went and found Billy Hightower's house. Um, from we will when we post were in high a school. link to Billy Hightower's house on Google Maps. No. <laughs> His family doesn't live there anymore. Oh, but, but weirdly, like a lot of kids I went to high school with, like now live there. They all are sharing <laughs> Billy Hightower's house. No, Times are tough. Live, they all live on his old street. Um, <laughs> Do they start like a free love colony in Billy Hightower's old house? Anyway, we also um, we also drove to Automobile Alley today, where we I went, forgot that's what it was. Called. We went to um, a great coffee shop called Coffee Slingers. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like it had a, like a, a, a kind of like really great like queer vibe going on in there yeah which i really enjoyed then we walked to bricktown i i just i fail to understand bricktown okay yeah i feel like it's not for me you want to you want to turn this over to me to to be the critic Uh, yes please because like i I can't do it i've been to this kind of place in other cities where it's like you know it's uh it's like an old part of town with bricks and we revitalized it and it's always like that is you put those things things together and you just make like a boring milkshake um we, we haven't actually talked about borgs yet so here's the deal with Borgs. So, uh, you know, it's always had like framed photos of, of banana splits and stuff on the wall. Mm-hmm. And it, it's always Lavishly been framed. It's always been laid out the way it is now. It's it's Brahms ice cream Boudoir and dairy photos stores. Of, of banana splits. 
It's Brahms Ice Cream and Dairy Store. So you walk in and it's got like an ice cream counter. They also have burgers and fries. There's like a seating area with like plastic seating and mm-hmm. like it's like padded plastic seating. And then off to the side, there's like a little convenience store where you can buy like dairy products and some fruit and stuff. You know, it seems shinier than it used to. And like, I, I thought don't know. it was great. I think it's still about the same as it used to be. And my milkshake tasted exactly the way it always has. Yeah, it was really good. And the prices like from by Seattle standards, the prices are outrageously low. And the milkshake advertised that it had 24 grams of protein, yes, which is really what I'm big always looking for in a milkshake. <laughs> like um, whatever the next thing is that people are trying to get more of in their diet, they're going to change the cups. And mm-hmm. like, you know, it's got it's got like antioxidants. Yeah. And phyto phytoplankton. Hagfish slime. Hagfish slime is going to be the next thing. It's in there. Uh, anyway. Oh, yeah, so, was, yeah, was so, Borg's everything you dreamed it would be? It was everything or, I dreamed was it, it. Was it too shiny? Was it too like fast food establishment-y? I like, first of all, I like fast food establishments. And no, it was it was perfect. Okay. Um, so so to illustrate the prices, um, we ordered the junior-sized milkshake, which was $1.79. Yeah. I, like, I think the junior milkshake was easily probably 12 ounces, do you think? Yeah. So I want to move here now. Okay. Like you can get a two bedroom apartment for like seven hundred and fifty bucks, mm-hmm. as long as I can bring the Seattle weather with me. You made me and Abby watch a clip <laughs> yesterday from a John Stamos movie. We're gonna post a link to this also. Um, I, I don't know what the movie was. What's it called? Never too young to die. Never too young to die, and it's a clip in which John Stamos, young John Stamos, is is trying to resist. <laughs> Back then, he went by the name Young John Stamos. <laughs> he's trying to resist the allure of this woman who is basically uh, like posing like relentlessly for him she and then he is ta- relentlessly posing takes off her top that's actually how and- when i have unhinged <laughs> sex now it's just a lot of relentless <laughs> posing <laughs> you know, we, no one even like actually touches each other it's just like we pose with such fierceness like such like like erotic <laughs> heat waves rising off your erogenous <laughs> off, off of all of our erog- most erogenous zones <laughs> wait do you have less erogenous zones and <laughs> more think, erogenous zones? i think we all do right I guess so. like i guess a, like Matthew, medium what are zones some of your favorite erogenous zones? <laughs> um well i i mean like <laughs> yeah i'm not comfortable talking about my like my side of this so I'll tell you. I'll tell you after the show. Okay. Cool. Hey. So anyway, um, Basic Instinct is We're gonna coming watch up tonight. tonight. Yep. Very excited. Um, listeners, would you weigh in with your favorite uh, 1980s erotic thriller? Yeah. Do or, that. Or 1990s. I don't really I know, know when all these things came out. I know we asked you the same question out. like three weeks ago, but tell us again. <laughs> we Maybe can't. some new ones came out. Some new 90s erotic thrillers came out <laughs> since then. Um, Matthew, can we talk a little bit about the food in Oklahoma City? I think that, that listeners like it when we talk about food sometimes. If we must. Okay. I mean, we talked about Okarchi fried chicken at Aishin's so, Bar. Yeah. Uh, hey, 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 hey. What about the tea place, though? People should know <sighs> about this tea place, Matthew. Okay. Right across the street from our apartment is, which is actually a house, is a place called Urban Tea House. And it is an excellent tea cafe. They have several kinds of Japanese tea. They make them really well. Like, the people there don't seem to mind when I want to talk to them about Japanese tea and God, I love this place. I've gone there three times so far, and I will be going again tomorrow. Yeah, my and, favorite and tea place in Seattle closed, and there's a place 
just as good here in Oklahoma City. Like, okay, so here's the thing. I would move to Oklahoma City because, like, I not don't usually leave my neighborhood. Like, and they've got everything I need right here in whatever this neighborhood is called. I you, already forgot. You even rode a scooter to the, the Chinese supermarket. I rode a scooter to the Chinese supermarket. I looked like the biggest dork. But I got there and I didn't fall off the scooter. So I guess that would have been dorkier. Thumbs up, Molly. Good work. Thank you. I, I feel like a new person. I've really enjoyed this trip. Me too. Thank you. Thank you for suggesting it. And thank you to producer Abby for for, for hopefully Gosh. making this episode worth listening to. I, yeah. And thank you to producer Abby for so gamely coming along with you and me on this, what could have been a true fool's errand. It could have been a fool's errand. Next time, we should go to Claremont, California. Yes. Can we go on one of your memory lanes now or yeah. producer Abby's memory lane? Oh, we could also, well, I mean, next time we're going to booty, booty, booty past. <laughs> Matthew, no. <laughs> I didn't mean to. I, no, next absolutely time, not. We're not going to Budapest or don't say booty Don't pass. say that ever again. <laughs> I would gladly go to Budapest, though. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We should go to Claremont, California. It's where I went to college. I have very mixed memories of it. Anyway. It, can we go to like um, the, the record store that it, that you base the record store in yes. Our Secret Better Lives on? Yeah, I think it's still there. Yes, we could we could go to Claremont. We could go to Rhino Records. We could go. We could hang out in the village. We can go to the bagel store that I used to go to in college. We can walk past my dorm. We can walk past the music building where I used to practice with my band. Can you hook us up with a sweet Airbnb? I'm sure we can find a sweet Airbnb in Claremont, California. Okay. Yes. Um, I also would like to take this moment to say, um, so we are, when is this episode going to air? It's going to be like February 4th. Maybe this might be Valentine's Day. Oh, well, definitely tell us about your erogenous zones. No, it's January 31st. No, that's not right. <laughs> February 14th. Okay. The date on the agenda All was right, wrong. you lovers. So, tell us about your erogenous zones. All you lovers zones. out there, like rubbing your erogenous zones together and making a fire. Um, <laughs> You're not listening to a podcast. Yeah, watch, watch, a, watch an erotic thrill. thrill. <laughs> <laughs> Go on an erotic thrill ride with your lover. <laughs> watch an erotic thriller tonight. Yeah. I'm sure all the ones we're watching but will really get you in the mood. Traction, it's, <laughs> yeah, Fatal Attraction. Like, I pause just it. I think I would like break a chip a tooth or something if I tried yeah, to recreate. Use the it scenes. as use it as a guide for what not to do. Yeah, basically, yeah. Like, don't do anything. Don't of do anything it. they don't do did. Any- don't do it in an elevator. Don't do it on a kitchen counter where they kept accidentally turning the water on. And, for gosh sakes, if someone is trying to stab you with a knife and you get the knife out of their hands, don't then just don't put just, the knife yeah, back down exactly. on the counter right next to them. These are Molly's best sex tips. <laughs> <laughs> All right, lovers. Um, thanks for joining us here in Oklahoma City. And, um, and wow, thanks to Matthew and producer Abby for taking this walk down memory lane with me. Uh, it's been nine years now that we've been doing this that show. That is a long walk down memory lane. Mm-hmm. You can find us online at SpilledMilkPodcast.com and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash SpilledMilkPodcast, where apparently Molly wants to hear about your erogenous zones. <laughs> and until next time, Ooh. thank you for listening to Spilled Milk. <laughs> 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 okay. Okay. I sound like a DJ scratching. <laughs> yeah, you do. Wow, we've really gone off the deep end. I'm Molly Weisenberg. And I'm Matthew Amster Burton. 
Did you just hear me burp in the microphone? Yes. Um, oh, God, like, no. The legends are true. The overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes. The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.